0: hello everybody welcome back to another episode of decoding the unknown this one the winchester mystery house written by dave thank you dave if you're new to the show the format is i've never read this before we're going to read it together we're going to decode the unknown we're going to find out whether the winchester mystery house is filled with ghosts spoiler alert it's not i i feel like the winchester mystery house isn't this the one who was just built by some crazy old lady who inherited a gun fortune and then was like oh my god our guns have killed so many people if i don't stop building this house they're going to come and get me and it's another case of like yo 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 you don't need to keep building your house you need to see a doctor he's gonna give you some pills that'll stop you thinking that and you'll be much better afterwards anyway uh, but this is probably back in the day before they had those pills so the only solution was keep, keep building a crazy house let's go while growing up almost everybody will have had a house or a building nearby that was allegedly haunted often I'm just trying to think whether there was something where I grew up where, which we thought was haunted not really. I'm sure- tra- well, maybe! It's just something I haven't thought about in so long that I've probably forgotten about it. I mean, there were like creepy places, but I don't think anyone thought they were haunted. I remember at school, there was like this old school building, which wasn't really used. Like, just the top floor of it was used. It was on a hill, so you'd kind of enter on the top floor. And then like, at lunchtime, we'd like fuck around as kids or whatever. And we went down into like the, the lower levels and then there were like all these bathrooms from like a hundred years ago and it was like all nasty and shit, but we never thought it was haunted. It was just like it's an old part of the school and I don't know like abandoned buildings and shit. Yeah, i don't know they were just abandoned creepy buildings they weren't haunted <laughs> there were no ghosts i've always been very skeptical which uh, it's kind of weird that i that i now host a show all about this stuff really but i mean this show's just shitting all over it so uh, yeah it does fit doesn't it sorry let's carry on often we're one sentence in so far simon and you're three minutes into the video well done <laughs> Often a house needs only to stand unoccupied for a couple of weeks before the imaginations of the local children fill it with ghosts, strange happenings, or stories of gruesome murders. For me, growing up in the town of Havant, just outside of Portsmouth, the local haunted building was a place known as Rackham's Monument. Built hundreds of years ago by a local landowner so that he might see the trade ships coming into port before anybody else, the now completely gutted tower became a somewhat eerie location where my friends and I would dare each other to use Ouija boards, scale the incredibly unstable walls, and during our teenage years experiment with various hallucinogenic chemicals, allegedly." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never used a Ouija board. I, I I, guess I did think as a kid that this stuff was real, because you, your first coming across these is always going to be like, yeah, it's real, it's real. And then no one's there to tell you, like, it's not real. You find that out later. So I guess at some point I did think that Ouija boards were real. I did think that there was such a thing as spells. But I was disabused of those notions fairly quickly when it's like, I've put a spell on you, Simon. And it's like, okay, (laughs) oh my God, I'm scared. And then nothing happens because of course it doesn't because spells aren't real. Although the structure is now fenced off due to fears of its imminent collapse, I believe it's still fairly popular among teenagers. Despite undoubtedly being a great source of entertainment, this pile of old rocks pales in comparison to the subject of today's video. So without further rambling, let us take a look into the fascinating story behind the Winchester Mystery House. A few years ago, some place I used to go to got fenced off, but it wasn't like a haunted thing. It was an awesome quarry which someone had filled with water. I, I don't know who, like, someone filled it with water. It probably just filled with water over time. But it was this beautiful quarry with these huge cliffs that you could jump off into the water. They must have been, like, what's a top diving board? Like, five meters, ten meters? It was at least triple that height. Like, it was a proper drop that would hurt your feet when you went into the water. And it was awesome just jumping off these cliffs into the water that was super deep and then, you know, swimming and doing it all over again. And obviously, whoever owned the quarry fenced it off. And I was like, oh, no! It's extremely dangerous anyway our story begins with an incredibly wealthy individual william work winchester was the heir to the winchester repeating arms company and as such was certainly not buying store brand cereal <laughs> is that how you measure wealth dave you go to someone's house and it's like oh look at you with your kelloggs <laughs> mr fancy pants did you drop your monocle Unfortunately, money isn't everything, and although he was able to marry the love of his life, Sarah L. Party, their only child would pass away due to illness at only six weeks old. William would continue to work as treasurer for his father's company until taking over in 1880 following the death of his father. William himself would die of tuberculosis one year later, leaving a not inconsiderable fortune to his widow. According to reports, this fortune was valued at about $20 million back in the day, in 1880. Oh, good lord, that is a lot of money today. Adjusting for inflation, that works at about half a billion. I'm honestly surprised it's not more. Uh on top of that, she also inherited fifty percent of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, making her one of the richest women in the world. So, just what would she do with all that money? Well, that's an interesting question. The best-known version of the story of sarah winchester is indeed an interesting one and contains ghosts messages from the afterlife a mysterious medium and a convoluted attempt to prevent spiritual retribution but how much of it is actually true wait what did we list ghosts messages from the afterlife a mysterious medium a convoluted attempt to prevent spiritual retribution what half of that could be real Because you could have a mysterious medium and a convoluted attempt to prevent spiritual retribution i mean spiritual retribution and mediums are not real i mean someone could say they're a medium but it doesn't mean they don't have any actual supernatural abilities i'm just gonna say that none of it's true let us hear first if not the official story then the version that most people have come to believe upon the death of her husband sarah had absolutely no idea as to how she should spend the rest of her life or her newly acquired wealth well her newly acquired wealth She was married to the dude. It's not like he's just living some gangster-ass lifestyle and she's just living in- She's like, well, I didn't bring anything to this marriage- Any money to this marriage, so I guess I'll just live like a peasant while you live like a king. It's like, no, you're both rich. That's the deal with marriage. So she did what all of us would have done in her situation. She asked her husband. Oh, no. She's like, I don't know what to do with all this money you left me. And he's like, from the, from the great beyonds. Really? Really? That, that's, that's what you wanted to ask me about? It's not like, oh, I love you, dear. It's like, financial advice? Really? We have people for that wife through the use of a median in boston named adam coons she was able to connect with william in spite of the fact that mediumship had been proven time and time again to be absolute bullshit, he told her that she must leave her home in connecticut and move to california (laughs) jesus where where is connecticut i feel like that's one of those like thousands of states you know like most of america you look at that map of america and you got you know big states texas california and then you go to the northeast and it's all like they're all tiny and shoved in that corner i swear like half of them are up there i feel that that's where connecticut is but i'm not sure so he's like yeah move move all the way across the country in 1880 it's a long journey and california is like nice today right but it's probably a bit shit in 1880 was there anything going on or was it just a bunch of like gold prospectors like digging up mountains Upon arri- my knowledge of American history, as you can tell, mwah, top-notch stuff. Upon arrival, she must construct a home for the souls of every individual who has been killed by a Winchester rifle. Should she fail to do this, then she'll be haunted by the souls for the rest of their, her existence. It wouldn't surprise me if Adam Coons is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, while you're out in California, I just happen to know a contractor who does a bang-up job. <laughs> if you're looking for somebody, his name is my brother. People were obviously more gullible back then because this is apparently exactly what she did. No, Dave, people are not less gullible. People still believe in mediums and now we have like real science. Like back in the 1880s, they had like early science. Ah, they had science, but they were like, okay, yeah, sure. And now we have real science and people are still like, okay, yeah, sure. It's like, what's going on? Why are we still stupid? I don't know. I'm not. Let's come on purchasing an incomplete farmhouse she immediately set about building a truly bizarre home although she spared no expense when it came to luxuries installing things like push button gas lighting hot air heating and running hot water some of the architectural aspects of the home were shall we say somewhat unusual i love it when you like compare so this woman is like the one of the richest women in the world And she's like, well, what do you have? Well, I have lights that switch on with a button. I've got hot air running through the house. Oh, guess what? Running hot water. It's like you, your regular ass house or apartment that you live in that's a bit shit is better and has better facilities than what someone in the 1880s had who was one of the richest people in the world. It reminds me of Howard Hughes, like back in the 60s or whenever he was kicking around, he owned like a TV station that would broadcast, you know, uh, it was like broadcasting movies or whatever. Just so that he could sit in his hotel penthouse and turn on the tv and watch what he wanted to watch and if they weren't playing something he enjoyed he'd phone up the tv station and be like yo change the movie and so people would be watching this channel and the movie would just change because howard was like i want to watch something different and what my point is is he had something worse than netflix in the night way worse than netflix in the 1960s and he was like the richest man in the world or whatever and now you have something better than that for like $8 a month or whatever Netflix costs. Living in the future is amazing. (laughs) Although the original structure consisted of only two floors, Sarah quickly set about having five more built on top of it, employing a team of builders and carpenters to work around the clock. She had more and more bizarre features added to this unusual abode. According to a friend of mine who has visited the property, or at least what remains of it today, it really is peculiar. I've made videos about this before, obviously, because I've made like thousands of YouTube videos. I think I've probably done at least two or three, so I have some vague idea of this story. Um, But I've never been. I'd love to go. There are staircases that lead nowhere, doors that open onto blank walls, and due to the fact that the rooms were added onto exterior walls, several rooms have windows that, instead of displaying views of the outside, simply look into other rooms. Some of these windows are masterpieces in their own right. Being a huge fan of stained glass, Sarah even went as far as to have bespoke pieces made by some of the most exclusive and expensive designers around. Well, there's one thing I know like that I have in common with Sarah. It's like, I'm renovating. There was a post on the subreddit. You can go to reddit.com slash r slash Simon Whistle. To, to see the subreddit. And there was, like, a pool going on about when Simon's moving into his house that he's been renovating. <laughs> it's been, like, it's... I bought the house nearly two years ago. It's insane. It's... It could, to be fair, construction hasn't been going on that long because you have to get all this bullshit permission. Like, because it's, like, a protected... Um... The buildings... I don't think the buildings... Oh, the outside of the building is protected, so yeah, and then the structure of the building, so you have to get, like, permission to... Oh, you want to knock down a chimney, huh? Well, that's going to take a year of permission. And then also the area, so... I'm trying not to give away too much about where I live. This is all very generic, right? And it's like we had to wait a year and a half basically to get permissions to do stuff we're still waiting on some permissions to go through but my whole point with this is that this is a really good way to spend money like i get a devastating bill every month from the builder and it's like oh my lord how how out and i'm not putting in like elaborate stained glass windows Uh, this would this will burn through your money she has a lot more money than me (laughs) the more expensive of these windows designed by the tiffany company oh my god that's going to be expensive and something that you might think would have been installed in a prime location to take advantage of natural light is instead mounted on an internal wall where absolutely no sunlight will ever shine through it but it was not just weird window placement that Sarah was into apart from the staircase that leads nowhere many of the other staircases contained within the building have unusually shallow rises, or in some cases were constructed with rises of mixed heights which I imagine made the staircases almost impossible to navigate with any degree of certainty i'll call those the drunk staircases you know when you're drunk and you're like oh no i misjudged a step and fell over (laughs) like really drunk (laughs) it's like i i I have to say sometimes it's not even really drunk but it's like i have a tendency i will bound upstairs like i'll take two or three stairs at a time just as my default way of climbing stairs (laughs) and it's like after a few beers you should be like just go climb stairs like a regular person whistle boy (laughs) because you're like oh But if I were in a house, I'd call these the drunken stairs because you'd just be going up to bed like dead sober and you'd be tripping over yourself and go, for God's sake, who designed these stairs, Sarah? Why? In addition to structural oddities, the house also contains an unusual number of trapdoors, secret passages that don't go anywhere, and a door on the second floor, which when opened reveals an unguarded drop straight down to the courtyard below. I haven't... Putting in a secret passage and shit would be cool. I haven't put any secret passages in my house, which I'm now regretting... (laughs) i saw there's this there's this great youtuber called uh colin furs which is like so far outside of anything i create but he's very popular i've actually met him uh but it's like he does this thing he like does these crazy builds he dug a tunnel like under his garage which goes to his uh under his garden that connects his house and his garage and i'm like that is sick i'd love something like that so maybe i'll do that The idea that I could ever get permission to do this is just a joke, so I'm not ever going to do that. In addition to these... And he built it himself, by the way, this Colin dude. But perhaps the most unusual feature of the winchester mystery house and the one that is most often talked about when it comes to spiritual involvement oh is the bell tower the majority of people who believe this version of the story claim that sarah used the bell in this tower to summon spirits for her nightly communications with the dead this brings us to the part of the story which allegedly explains sarah's unusual choices when it comes to home decor architecture and the placement of doors which should you accidentally walk through them during the night while sleepily looking for the bathroom would result in death or serious injury Sorry, I know we got a lot of tangents the other today. But the other day, I just woke up in the middle of the night, turning my bedroom lights on, and my wife's like, what's going on? And I'm like, um, I don't know. She's like, you were just looking through the drawers, and then you turned on the light. And I'm like, I have no memory of this. And this is, I think, the third or fourth time I've slept, in my entire life. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) It's so weird. It's so disorientating, just turning on the light and being woken up, being like... (laughs) Why am I standing and what am I doing? (laughs) What was I looking for? It's the middle of the night. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way dot ollie.com, that's O-L-L-Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights The Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI once there she would ring the bell and while away the evening talking to the victims of winchester rifles in order to ensure that the house she was constructing with for them met with their approval presumably something must have been lost in translation either that or the spirits got sick and tired of being summoned every night because in 1906 the great san francisco earthquake caused the bell tower and the top three stories of the house to collapse oh my lord that sounds terrifying allegedly sarah took this as a sign that the spirits were royally pissed off and work on these areas immediately ceased by the time Sarah. Sarah passed away in 1922, rumors about the strange house and even stranger inhabitant had spread across the state. So what happened next this would have spread across the world if it was 2022 because the internet and now it has so what happened next did sarah in a final bid to appease the fallen leave the now badly damaged property to the spirits well depending on how you look at it sort of although she left a large chunk of her fortune along with all of her personal belongings to her niece marion who towards the end of her life had served as her personal secretary as well as moving into the house to provide support and company the actual house itself was not mentioned in her will this of course has led people to speculate endlessly on what exactly she planned for the future of her ongoing project. As her only surviving relative, it appears that her niece inherited the property anyway. However, uh, for some reason, she had no particular interest in continuing to live there, and seemed to be particularly keen on getting rid of it. Probably because she's like, Oh, the fucking drunk stairs! I have hurt my knees so many times! You're cray, crazy Aunt Sarah making this mental house! Unfortunately, due to its peculiar design and the fact that it's now in an advanced, it was now in an advanced state of disrepair, appraisers deemed the house to be almost worthless and Marion was forced to sell it at auction after the house was completely emptied a process which it had been claimed took more than six weeks oh my lord like normal house is like a day my parents recently moved house and it was like the people came in they took all the stuff took them to the new house it was a day it's like a day's process uh, a local investor was finally able to secure the property for 135,000 pounds uh dollars sorry this equates to approximately two million dollars give or take a dollar or two well actually <laughs> dave actually gave me the specific amount of two million forty seven thousand seven hundred dollars and twenty five cents uh, which i just rounded up when i was reading to two million dollars so actually give or take a dollar or forty seven thousand seven hundred and twenty five cents <laughs> just five months after the death of sarah winchester the property which for whatever reason had been a life's work was open to the public so that they could get a look at the place where the crazy old ghost lady had lived uh, Dave, you're right there for whatever reason. I can tell you the reason, and it's profit. Because that local investor saw that property and was like, I can make this into a tourist attraction. It's only going to cost me 135 grand. Bada bing, bada boom even though the house has been completely emptied rumors continued to circulate about a hidden attic room which allegedly contained the most rare and expensive items in sarah's collection as the old saying goes even politicians tell the truth occasionally if only by accident and in 2016 this rumor was partially confirmed we're talking like a hundred years later A secret attic was indeed discovered, and according to one news article, it contained a pump organ, a Victorian-era couch, a dress form, a sewing machine, and various paintings. Hardly inconceivable riches. I don't know, Dave. It depends what those various paintings was. What was it? It's a Picasso? A Picasso and a Degas. Ooh, money! hardly inconceivable riches but proof that the house did still contain at least one mystery the story of sarah winchester and an interesting house has become somewhat legendary over the years not only have countless people been paid to walk around inside it but it has become a topic of interest for both ghost enthusiasts and skeptics alike even the legendary skeptic harry houdini visited the property he's like yeah cool architect it's like i want to visit this property i find it fascinating like all these crazy staircases and stuff you know what i don't find interesting about it? ghosts because they're not there you're going to see the crazy architecture and see what the crazy ghost lady built not for ghosts themselves While he was in the area as part of a lecture tour, he met with somebody who worked as a tour guide at the house and was taken there for a midnight visit. Although the Winchester Mystery House Facebook page claims that he left with more questions than answers and famously suggested that the name The Mystery House should be used, in actual fact it appears that he visited the place more out of curiosity and really expended no effort in further debunking the lies told by mediums anywhere ever. And so that's it. The sad story of a grief-stricken, gullible, rich lady who was deceived by an unscrupulous bastard into wasting the majority of her life. The story which was capitalized upon by a rich investor whose descendants still profit from this capitalization to this day. <laughs> I'm such a capitalist. I'm like, yeah, so what, Dave? <laughs> I'm like, as they should, Dave. He made a good business decision and now his children's children are wealthy, Dave. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I understand what's wrong with that or is it there is another version of this story a version which although tinged with tragedy certainly makes a lot more sense and doesn't contain any ghosts whatsoever and that's the version of the story which I'll tell you now <laughs> it's also the version of the story that I've been talking about forever she's just a crazy lady who built a crazy house be warned that this version of the story contains some actual evidence so if you're dead set on believing the first version then now might be the time to stop watching or listening don't Dave, no, 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 no. Keep watching. Keep listening. I need the watch time. Are you insane? Watch to the end and then watch it again. Maybe watch it in half speed. Come on. The beginning of the story, at least, is pretty much the same as the previous version. Sarah grew up on the same street as William, they fell in love at an early age, had a baby that passed away at the age of six weeks old, and William would pass away at a fairly young age, leaving his wife, Sarah, not an inconsiderable fortune. However, not an inconsiderable fortune. That's a half a billion dollars in today's money, Dave Jesus. Oh, so how rich are you? Not inconceivably rich. It's like half a billion dollars is fairly inconceivably rich. That's a. Can you conceive a billion, uh, half a billion? I think that's the stage it's so much money that you don't really understand it right like how many Big Macs is that half a billion <laughs> I don't know why I always think of Big Macs it's because of that Big Mac index you know that tells you how expensive Big Macs are around the world also I know a Big Mac's a lot more than a dollar how much is a Big Mac two three bucks how much is it? 100 crowns 200 crowns? 100, 100 something crowns it's like three dollars four dollars However, from here, the story is slightly different. Depending on how many tangents Simon has gone off on by this point, it's been many today, I'm sorry. I actually saw that this episode was a bit shorter than normal, so I was like, excellent, an excuse for tangents. You should have no problem remembering that sarah is allegedly is alleged to have consulted a medium shortly after the death of her husband many retellings of this story name the medium as adam goons but as far as record indicates no such person existed anywhere at the time continuing with parts of the story that have no historical evidence to back them up i was unable to find a single shred of evidence that suggests she in any way believed the ghosts of those killed by winchester repeating rifles were interested in her at all oh I really thought that's why she built all the crazy rooms and stuff. I thought that part of the story was true. It's perhaps worth noting at this point that even if she had consulted with some sort of medium, this would not have been considered unusual behavior for the time. This particular brand of pseudoscience was relatively new, or at least the mass produced, financially and emotionally exploited version of it was. As such, many people with time and money on their hands were eager to give it a go. Do most mediums know it's a scam? They must, right? If you're a medium who's actually reasonable at stuff, then you must know that you have to, like, do the cold reading and stuff where you're like, okay, so this person said this, they did this, I could try with this. It's a very... For something that the, the other person sitting across from you has no logical strand in their uh, uh, fiber of their being. But you as the medium, like as an actual good medium, have to be insanely logical, like Sherlock Holmes logical, to be able to pull the story together to make the person believe that you are able to talk to their dead relatives right. So any good medium must know that they are a fraud. Which... Isn't this just mind blowing to other people that there these people are out there and they do this and they scam people and everyone's just like, yay, hey, hey, it is what it is, hey? Whereas if you were like doing some financial scam or something, <laughs> you'd be like, you know, you and Bernie Madoff would be hanging out. Why is that just, why is that okay? Why are we allowed to, why, why what's going on? <laughs> and let's not even get into religion and tithing because that is a whole other issue <laughs> as such many people with time and money on their hands were eager to give it a go if you think about it for a second this isn't ridiculously surprising when william passed away in 1881 the civil war was still relatively fresh in the memory of most americans pretty much every family had lost at least one person during the conflict is that statistically true that's wild and it is perhaps not surprising that people may have begun to lose some of their faith in that other method of emotional financial extortion organized religion Bang on, Dave. Nor is it surprising that when offered the opportunity to say goodbye to the lost parents, husbands, or sons, many people jumped at the opportunity without being as skeptical as they ordinarily might have been. In any case, consulting a medium was not at all something that you would have been branded as an oddball by doing, as many tellers of this story would have you believe. And anyway, let's move on. The next part of our story also contains a grain of truth. Sarah did indeed decide that the life of a rich widow in New Haven, Connecticut, was not for her, and decided to move along with her sisters and a few other relatives to. To california it's believed that she actually did this in order to make a completely fresh start rather than because she was instructed to do so by her dead husbands the next part of the story is also true she did in fact purchase the former farmhouse complete with a huge amount of land however her most likely reasons for choosing this particular property require a quick jump backwards in time to explain okay then after the death of their daughter sarah and william were understandably completely devastated nothing quite compares to the loss of a baby trust me i've been there oh my god dave that just got unbelievably dark I'm so sorry. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Dude. Far from being able to move on with their lives, the couple began to isolate themselves from the world. I can't get over that, Dave. Dave, you can't just do that to me. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's so insane. It's... Wow. It was not until they eventually took over managing the family's vast property portfolio that Sarah found something. In which she could pour her energy this thing turned out to be property renovation and interior design with her husband now gone it makes sense that she might fall back on the very same thing that had saved her from the brink in the past it certainly makes more sense than the allegedly made-up quote that i came across while researching this script the writer claims this quote comes directly from a newspaper article written about an interview given by sarah and reads when i saw the mystery house I knew that it was the one the insistent clamor of voices in my head that had plagued me since I first spoke with Adam fell silent and I was struck by an overwhelming sense of euphoria now there are many many things wrong with this but let's now just look into two as previously mentioned there is no evidence that Adam ever existed let alone evidence that he and Sarah were on first name terms in addition Sarah never actually referred to her property as the mystery house why would she it was not a mystery to her the name really only became popular after her death the only reason i'm including this quote at all is that it's an excellent example of just how much stuff people have made up on the spot in order to make the story more sensational than it was as always with this decoding the unknowns right it's always this profit-driven stuff it's like yeah the guy bought it for two million pounds in today uh, dollars in today's money or whatever and he's like yeah i'm gonna profit off it and if we name it the mystery house and make up some cool stories more people are gonna come money everybody incidentally though i looked for nearly two hours i wasn't able to find any evidence of the original article existing at all although sarah developed a passion for interior design she was by no means an architect and for this reason <laughs> look sarah uh, she was by no means an architect it's like maybe the stairs should be even, or people are going to call these the drunk stairs aren't they maybe that door should go somewhere maybe that tiffany window thing that i've spent like millions on maybe that should be uh in the light (laughs) i'm not an interior designer and i know this and for this reason there was no master blueprint to how this house should look when it was finished in fact it is doubtful whether or not sarah really had an end goal in mind although i don't believe any of the claims that she was building the house to either confuse or appease vengeful spirits many of the dying choices do at first glance appear to be somewhat unusual but if you take the time to do a little bit of research many of them begin to make a lot more sense for example the staircases with incredibly low rises at sarah age she suffered terribly from arthritis and climbing a normal flight of stairs was an arduous painful undertaking for most people this is just something that you have to learn to live with but sarah wasn't most people well don't most people get a stairlift or something like that or an elevator a lift like that's what that's what i have right my grandma had one of those yeah. take her up the stairs and then after a while she just lived downstairs because i don't know stella sounds like a hassle doesn't it And they had a big enough house they just i think they just moved the bedroom downstairs at some point as i previously mentioned she was at that point one of the richest women in the world and though she had several elevators installed in the property why would she think it was not think it's a good idea to design a staircase that she could ascend with relative ease i don't know maybe because she's got elevators It may have been a bit of a pain in the ass for anybody else who was trying to go upstairs but it was her house and she spent a large amount of time living in it on her own that is on her own apart from her veritable army of builders let's take a look at another of the supposedly strange and creepy features of the house the selection of trapdoors that can be found in various locations far from being some sort of ghost traps or access points for hidden rooms people have looked into this much harder than i have and identified these as access hatches for a rather spiffy water conservation system according to the video on the this house youtube channel uh quote even with more money than she could spend in a lifetime doing whatever she wanted conservation was important to her she created a water runoff system in her house resembling trapdoors any excess water from her indoor plants would travel through a series of pipes help water their outdoor garden. Oh my god, that's incredibly elaborate. (laughs) And also do plants have excess water? We just, in my house we just have those little pots, you know, the little trays that they sit in and then the water goes into there and then the plant just absorbs it and uses it. Is there much runoff from indoor plants? what about the staircases that led nowhere and the doors that opened onto bricked up walls well there are a couple of explanations for these first and this is important although sarah winchester probably wasn't an insane ghost botherer she certainly was eccentric if a room that he had envisioned did not live up to her expectations in reality she was she was not above of having the whole thing ripped out and redone yeah this isn't so surprising like there are bricked up i mean we take the door (laughs) there's like doors we in this house renovation it's like downstairs we just like rejig the interior a bit and put a door on one side and then and bricked up the other door. But it's like you can still see where the door was because it's kind of inset and it's like now we turned into a cupboard or whatever with a door on it. And you could easily be like, oh that's crazy. It's like, no no no, it's just what happens during renovations, isn't it? What are you talking about? Additionally, many rooms were simply added onto the outside of the building, and if these additions covered up a doorway or two, then she didn't seem overly bothered. That at least is a partial explanation the rest of the explanation is far more simple it's already pretty simple i'm like okay so she was just she was just an eccentric woman building a big old house when the house sustained serious damage during the aforementioned earthquake of 1906 much of the building became structurally unsafe rather than everything rebuilt sierra elected to simply save as much of the house as possible and wall off the sections that could not be saved it's like yeah no one goes in the east wing anymore it was damaged in the earthquake just don't go in there it's just not what we're just it's just just abandoned weird as several full floors had to be removed, a staircase that leads to nowhere is not unusual at all. Well, it is a bit weird, isn't it? Like, if you remove the top floor to your house, you're generally below. Like, well, we remove top whole top floor to the house. You should move, remove the staircase as well. I swear I went to a house once that had a staircase that led to nowhere. Like when I was looking at houses to buy. There was a house I went to. What is, was this a dream? (laughs) It was really weird now. Now I'm doubting myself. Oh no, it was! There was like an old, it was like... At some point someone had put in a, a different staircase on the other side of the house. And so, the old staircase was kind of in this cupboard. It was though they'd turned the old hallway into a series of cupboards, but they'd left the staircases in there, which led to nowhere, and they were just using them as shelves. (laughs) So strange. This brings us to perhaps the most interesting question about Sarah and her house. If she was nothing more than a fabulously rich eccentric, engaged in a constant battle for perfection, where did the stories that really made the house famous come from? While some of them were undoubtedly started by locals who didn't really approve of a financially independent woman doing whatever the hell she wanted, either that or they simply invented interesting reasons why the lady down the road had builders working 24 hours a day for several decades, which must have been annoying, the main reason why these stories were picked up and ran with appears to be one of potential financial game although the house was bought at auction by an investor it was quickly leased and eventually sold to a couple called john and mamie brown main brown someone the browns originally planned to build some sort of roller coaster on the grounds okay but quickly realized that there was far more money to be made in charging people for tours Although the house itself probably would have been enough to draw in tourists simply because of its incredibly unique construction, the Browns allegedly leans heavily on the haunted mansion built by a spiritually tormented crazy lady angle. Yes, and why wouldn't you? Like, I don't believe in any of this shit, but if I own this building, I'd be like, yeah, it's haunted by so many ghosts, more ghosts than anywhere else. I've seen them all. Please pay me. Some people have even gone so far as to accuse the Browns of not only inventing the entire story about both the medium and the spirits, but also carrying out their own modifications on the property to make it look like Sarah had been fixated on the number 13. I really wish that I've been able to find more evidence to support this theory, as it certainly makes more sense than the original story. However, I could find nothing more concrete than a few articles and videos containing accusations. In fact, the entire research project for this script has been a, bit, a little bit like that. Never before have I researched something on which so much has been written based on on so little hard evidence which is unusual because this is decoding the unknown where a lot a lot is written on not a lot of evidence sort of like uh, the history channel's ancient aliens allegedly having said that if we take the time-honored theory of motive means and opportunity compliance with the complete lack of any evidence at all to back up the now widely publicized story then the browns do start to look somewhat guilty yeah i'm like cool cool though that's fine that's fine They had good reason to do this. Their reason being money. However, this is purely conjecture on my part and certainly would not stand up in a court of law. If indeed a crime has ever been committed, There's no crime! It's just like, yeah, there's a cool story around our house. It's a story. Relax. Relax. Come see the ghosts. It's fine. And so... As always, I shall leave it up to you, the viewers, to draw your own conclusions. I've done my best to collate such facts as they are on the topic, and I've personally drawn the following conclusions. In all probability, Sarah Winchester, after losing not only her child, her husband, and her father-in-law in quick succession, but also a number of other close family members, poured her heart and soul into her one remaining passion. Did that passion become an unhealthy obsession? Yes, almost definitely. Or were there things about her that were slightly unusual? Sure. Did she, in fact, spend approximately 30 years of her life attempting? to build a house to appease the angry spirits of everybody who was ever killed by a Winchester repeating rifle? No, almost definitely not. And you and I, Dave, are on absolutely the same page about this. And that's where we end today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Seeking the truth never gets old.